Okay, kids, let's go. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Hello, what have we here? Yeah. Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking. Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good day, Galaxy Rogue Squadron Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Episode 150. We actually hit a... That's, that's a mile marker there. I am Mopar. I am Commander Cody. Also known as Palpatine. The Senate. Also known oh. as the Senate. <laughs> Invasion. Such a mile. Uh, he doesn't say that. A mile marker, you said. It's episode 150. Like, what's going on? Why, why, why have we been doing this for so long? One big mile marker. Why haven't we fizzled out for our hatred of Star Wars? You know, I had a long, easy, and rough conversation with uh, uh, a bunch of other podcasters. Yes, please go in. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad I couldn't have joined. Talk about your, talk about your yesterday. Uh, so yesterday there was surprisingly a, uh, I'm going to keep saying, uh, because I hate saying it. So it'll take me more of time, less time. Do that on your own time. Not during the show, please. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a local event in Lancaster PA, uh, with the star podcast. Uh, and honestly, there was like six podcasts that showed up. It was all over the place. We had Steve Kirk come in from fucking San Diego. There was a lot of shit. I think that, um, that was a surprise, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, people didn't know he was actually showing up. Yes. Yes. I wish I would have um, went. I'm sad. Why is that? Well, it seemed like you guys had a fucking good time. Any excuse to have barbecue and drink beer and talk about Star Wars sounds like a great excuse for anything. So, wish it would have gone, but we had prior plans that I couldn't ditch. So, I stayed here in Columbus. Understandable. You look like you're yeah, doing, there was, uh, you're like writing a term paper right now. It's yeah, like you're I'm, I'm researching my uh, resume right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, no, I just wanted to bring up, uh, I wanted to get everybody. So the Starbecue podcast is out of Delaware, uh, Foden Bead. They were there. Rebel Cause was there. Uh, Rebel Cause Lancaster, um, which is, I'll give them a huge shout out. Uh, Brick City Blockade. There was a, there was a lot of, lot of good podcasts on there. Um, but I will give a major shout out to Rebel Cause. Um, they raise money for the homeless nice. through events like that. So they had get giveaway stuff um, and they raised several hundred dollars just having fun and drinking beer. So uh, I like seeing people make a difference with cool, fun shit like that. So I say if there's a way to raise money, that's definitely it. Sounds like the best charity I've ever heard of. Exactly. And it was a little... Um, like, uh, what? I, I don't know why I can't think. You haven't had the beer yet, obviously. You know, we might just have to rumble into the beer real quick. It <sighs> was a ready. dive bar. It was a little like dive bar with, and they're known for like their wings. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had just kind of a back room. And we, I yelled at a lot of people. They, they wanted to have every person on that was like representing another podcast. Oh, I took over. It was bad. <laughs> I feel bad. They got was, on there and started asking me questions, so I went fucking Don Vito on their ass and started. Whoa, 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 was it bad and, because uh, you took over, or was it bad and then you took over? Uh, it was both. 
Um, Wait, so you just no, mean because was, there was like a, a round table of so many people on a podcast? Is that what you're saying? It was... So they just had like Foden Beat kind of ran the whole thing. And then right. uh, I believe his name's Caden from uh, Rebel Cause. They they were like the three that were in and on the audio most yeah. of the time. Yeah, and yeah. then they had like a revolving musical chair of uh, guest stars come in and yell. And it, I, they, I think they saved me for the last... Uh, for obvious reasons because <laughs> I was just going to take shit over and burn the place down. Um, Keep Mopar locked a good time. up in the back room until we're ready for him. That's exactly. I was chained <laughs> up next to the Rancor and uh, yeah, it was a good time though. Nice. It was a good time. Oh, that's awesome. A uh, lot, of, lot of beer drinking, a lot of yelling at each other. It was cool because that was the first time I met Steve Kirk uh, from the Commonwealth. Uh, so it was cool just to sit down and me and him just had like a half hour discussion about why we're the best thing ever created, Commonwealth. <laughs> yes. Cheers. Yes, it was a good time. Nice. Uh, but yeah, that's what happened yesterday. Glad to hear it. And then the heat fucking Tatooine came in, and uh, it's like Mario Dude. 3, where the sun tries to kill us. Was it Today hot Today I got too? in my car. Oh, yeah. I went to play basketball knowing it was hot out. And uh, my car said 103. Yeah, it was rough. I worked up. I was dripping... This is disgusting, but I was dripping sweat just walking to the restaurant for brunch and back. It was terrible. Jackson almost died <laughs> oh, I, on the walk there. I, dude, I took the trash out today and I was sweating already. It was fucking nuts. Terrible. So, yeah, it was uh, unbearable, but I still I had to get out. I don't like being oh, cooped you know up. I want to see something. What? A, what? The Star Wars oh, we app. Star, Star BQ podcast is on with us live Let's on get Instagram. Get the fuck out of here, dudes. Yeah, seriously. I don't know if they can hear me. I wanted to see Carolina, what it said. Carolina Prepper, sorry, uh, says twin sons here in Charlotte, North Carolina for the past four weeks. Yeah, it's been up and down. We're the weather squad pod. We're probably more accurate than the people that do the weather. Maybe. You know, that's true. You know what I'm talking about. You know what uh, 100 degrees means. Yeah. Invasion. Only explanation for anything ever. Invasion. Invasion. Yeah. So what do you want to do? You want to jump into this beer review? Um, DJ Mopar. What's yeah. up? You want to? Are you asking me if I want to drink beer? The answer is yes. Okay. Also, shout out to, we got Travis Dunn and we got um, Kigo in the chat, in the, or at least in the YouTube chat. I know we're on 14 platforms tonight, so I'm I think DJ, have, yeah. Keegers over here. I'm going to have Keegans. trouble uh, going back and forth. Hello there. Hello there. All right, Galaxy. We know you uh, are fans of the actual show. We want to push our fanboy commentary into your ears, so uh, you can head on over. It's anywhere. It's accessed. It's, uh, it's all available. If you want to try it out, you can have it. Our fanboy commentary is where we rant and rave over all of our uh, fandom movies. Obviously, we've done all the Star Wars and uh, continue to as they be as they be released, guys. Just just hold on. <laughs> As well as we did the uh, we rambling through the 90s Batman series. So a lot of latex and uh, Batman ass on screen. Plenty uh, enough to yell and rant and rave and laugh about. But if you guys are, again, huge fan of the show, you can hear uh, myself and Commander kind of bullshit our way through our favorite series from the 90s as well as, you know, Star Wars stuff. So 
If you've seen episode five a hundred times, how new can it be? Listen to it uh, 101 times and throw our voices on there and kind of get some extra added uh, entertainment out of it. Uh, again, fanboy commentary. We're going to keep pushing that uh, and add more more movies as we uh, trudge along. I have a dogfish head that I believe Commander has had, and I yelled at it. Yelled at the beer? Because of uh, the description. Yes, I did. So I'll show you. Uh, it's a dogfish head. Show it on Instagram here. And it's the Sea Quench Ale. And it was a sour, Session Sour. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have it. The reason I say I think you've had it is because I asked right here, what is a black lime? Because that's one of the ingredients on it. It says black limes. I was like, I've never oh, even wow. heard of a black lime. I feel like I totally missed that then when we were when I was reviewing it on the show. which is annoying. Yeah, so if you guys are live with us on Instagram... This is uh, I got the dogfish head sequence, sequence, sequence. It's gonna quench your sequence, thirst. Sequence uh, uh, session sour. Yes. So this is gonna fuck around here. Um, <laughs> but you can see it's got a list of, of ingredients. I'll read it: uh, lime juice, lime peel, black limes, and sea salt. Yeah, the black limes kind of threw me for a loop. I've never. It looks like a cartoon thing. Like why? What's a black lime? Never heard of that. So I'm, never I'm seen excited. That. I, I, well, yes, you have because you you have heard of it and you have tasted it. So that's what I'm getting into. What do you got? I feel I feel like I never even talked about the fact that there was black limes there though. That's so weird. Guys, um, uh oh, you okay? Mopar's about to flip shit. What's happening? What somebody pop in? And say Louis Jedi's fucking terrible. LeBron James went to the goddamn Lakers. Oh, is that announcement happening today? It was a uh, free agency started this morning. Oh, well, shit. LeBron James is going to the Lakers. That's big news for us. Well, for me, because uh, we're, we're originally from Cleveland. Woo! That's Are not we? good. It's crazy. Hey, you want to rejoin there? So what are your thoughts about it? Yeah, sorry, guys. We're, if, you're, if you're listening and watching this, the, uh, the Instagram thing was messing up on me. So I, All right. I had so, to back out and jump back in. Well, I'm going to pour this beer out. Pour the beer out. Cody's I'm going to talk gonna... about mine in a second. Yeah. There we go. Same oh. request. Um, land grant stuff I have today. It's been about a month since I've had land grant. I know I usually cheat because they're right next door. So if I'm out of beer, I just go there instead. Um, but this is an, a weird collab that they did with Jenny's. Uh, popular ice cream shop here in Columbus. If you're in Columbus, I'm sure you've heard and know of Jenny's. So it's called the Elixir. Elixir. It's a hibiscus pale ale. So they did this beer collab and they had, I think it was like three weeks ago, they did a big event um, at the brewery outside with uh, Jenny's and they had ice cream trucks and food trucks and everything. So uh, I didn't make it to the event, so I haven't tried this yet. So this is for the first time in a few weeks, a beer that I've never had. So, and earlier as I was streaming, which we'll talk about fallout and stuff, uh, I played or I I was having the the Franklinton pub ale, which they've had on draft for a while, but they hadn't uh, canned it in since it came out. So was sipping on this earlier, which is good. Are you ready, Mobar? Hmm. Sorry, my mind is blown right now. Interesting. I think I'm going to be in the same boat as you. You have a sour, and this is a hibiscus pale ale, so I think it's supposed to taste like ice cream or some shit. <laughs> oh, I did this the smell test. So I'm doing it's right now. It's not good. It's not good. <sighs> yeah, this will be interesting. All right. Cheers it. Cheers. Cheers.
Yeah. Guys, I just don't like sours. This is actually a decent tasting sour, but I just don't like sours. Yeah, I remember that one being okay, but the platform that I had last week or two weeks ago was amazing. The good thing about this is it's not overly vinegary sour. Uh, so it is quite a bit more drinkable. I, we got to come up with more descriptions. Yeah, we drinkable. Just, it's got a little piney. And we need a little, to start taking moldy. classes. So this is supposed to combine or like mimic their uh, Jenny's strawberry buttermilk ice cream. Okay. Uh, and it's supposed to complement the ice cream and be a perfect beer for a hot summer. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm at a loss for words. I've never had anything, any reaction to Landgrant beer other than, oh, fuck, this is amazing. This is like the first Landgrant beer that just like... Testing uh, the waters. I'm having it. I'm having it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with this session. It's the Black Limes. Throwing me for a loop. So the sea salt, it might might be the other kind of thing that's actually probably calming this down. Mm-hmm. I feel like any type of sea salt is going to take away from like a sour or bitterness. Yeah. But uh, sequench sour ale. Yeah, session ale. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, this is this is doing it, but not drinkable, but I don't like sours. Yeah. It's, it's just like, oh, yeah, this is a decent tasting Pepsi, but I don't like pop. Or soda. I'm sorry for those people. <laughs> it just went on. <laughs> uh, Starbecue says, I, I do get heartburn from the sequench. Well, they're Great. drunk, so. My innards are melting. Innards? <laughs> yeah, this is just... It's not sour. It's just hibiscus-infused pale ale. And it's not oh, like okay. I'm drinking strawberry juice or anything. Like some of those infused beers that are way too strong. You can't even fucking handle it. It's just, I don't oh. know. It's just not a flavor that I really like. Hibiscus. So, I mean, it's balanced well. All the beer is like, it's made well. It's just not my thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to shit on this because this is balanced quite well. It does. There's not one flavor that's overpowering this. So, it it's balanced. It's decently drinkable. I might actually try to force this up to something like a two. Because <laughs> for what it is. Say force it down the gullet. <laughs> well, I am I just don't want my bias of not liking sours. Because this is a decent sour. That's what I'm going to do for it. Because I do like Dogfish Head. They're always solid. This is a, probably the my favorite session that I've had. I think you gave this a one. Actually, I might wasn't have. There like, wasn't there like three, four weeks straight that was all fours? Might have been a part of that. <laughs> all fours. Yeah. I don't think it was, oh. though. No, this was back before I even had the office. This was the back in, like, January. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, I'm going to give this a solid two, even though I said I'm going to force it into a two. Uh, with everything said, I don't like sours, but this has got... This doesn't have an overly powering sour taste, which makes it more drinkable, and it is very... It's blended very well. So with all all things said and done, invasion. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're that's what they're coming down to. Episode no, one quotes are the best. I don't solid care. Solid two, solid two for a sour. That's that's you should be happy, Dogfish Head. For, with Mo Park giving you a goddamn two with a sour, you should be fucking you don't happy. Even understand. Pat yourself on your ass. Give yourself a raise. Eh, <laughs> you don't understand the glory. 
of the Mopar rating. You never will. I don't know, man. I'm thinking one. I don't know. I feel like it's an interesting thing. It's a collab with a, a ice cream shop. It's like strawberry hibiscus. It's just kind of like a one-time thing. Like, cool. Strawberry hibiscus. I'm not going to lie. That does not sound good at all. It's not. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Not but that they actually watch our podcast. So if I talk shit about them, it doesn't matter because they don't pay attention. Justin ass. Justin comma ass or Justin like his ass is his middle name. Oh, you heard what I said. Um, I'm going like, to go one. I'm going to go one. If awesome. You're, if you're in the mood for like a random <laughs> flavor that you've never anticipated a beer having before, it's worth trying. Um, maybe go to Land Grant and get a pint instead of buying a whole six pack. Uh, it's worth trying. I mean, it's definitely interesting. And if you like some fruity stuff, this might be your thing. Like I know Mad Tree has a whole series. Wow, I've completely forgot about Mad Tree. That they're not sours, but they're infused, and it, it's kind of along those lines. Um, so it's worth trying. But yeah, it's really not my thing, and it just is a weird, random flavor to have in the pale ale. So it's just I don't know. It's just just a one. Good. Uh, I'm still going to sit here C- and drink two of them. So. Sequench Ale Session yeah. Sour, two out of three stars. Official Sequench. Um, I'm actually much happier with it than I ever expected, and that's why <clears throat> it went from a one to a two. So that's good. That's how I felt about that platform last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was. Oh yeah, that's what I said. All right. Uh, last week, what happened? I was able to capture a great viewing of Solo once again. Yes. So I was uh, able to see it twice. Good with timing. I also saw it done. once again. Last week? Not last week. Two weeks ago. But I don't know if we... Did we talk about how after I saw it again? I don't think we mentioned so. it in a few weeks. So Yeah. So I would like to... I, I wrote some notes here. Oh, I, I think it's going to cancel my life. But uh, I have it on, the notes on my phone. Does it still show us live on Instagram? I'm live. You're a loading screen. Hell yeah. <laughs> Just gonna have to deal with it. Uh, let me find out. I got a new phone too, so so everything's on the fritz. So everything's perfect. It's not how that uh, works. All right, so I, 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 okay. Just as a setting, I was in West Virginia a fucking again. Sorry, anybody who lives in West Virginia, I am not. It's a beautiful place. It really is. Uh, the landscape is fucking awesome. There's a, there's more trees in West Virginia than. Anywhere, if you flattened West Virginia, it'd be bigger than Texas because there's so many fucking hills. Every, every hill you go over, you're in a valley of another larger hill and you just yeah. get lost. Um, so it's a very, very pretty, very beautiful area. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I just, I can't handle it. Yeah, um, the setting's great. Lots of rivers and shit cutting through mountains. And yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. There's just not a lot beyond that. And yeah. maybe it's because I'm not from there. But uh, I've been all over fucking West Virginia for the past month. So there's not a lot of places uh, left unturned by the Mopar machine. It's just bush light and no Wi-Fi. What the fuck am I talking about? The Mopar machine. (laughs) All right. All right. You had notes Um, about Solo? I do have some notes on Solo. Were you sitting there taking notes in the movie theater? Tell me I was. You want to know why? Because I was the only motherfucker there. Nice. I saw it by myself. Yes. Yeah. And there's a a lot of times there's something I think about in the movie. And then by the time it's over, I'm like, fuck. There's like four things I forgot about that I knew I wanted to talk about. 
Yeah, and since I had already seen it once, I wasn't like sitting there trying. Well, I was trying to enjoy it, but I was trying to pick it apart rather than obviously the first time you run just it, absorb your it. run through is just like I'm trying to understand the story. Yeah, yeah. So I was able to focus on. Did they say Zelbar or you they know? Did you didn't believe me? Fuck. I still don't. I saw it again and and listened for it. There was twice where during the Kessel mining scene, yeah. they say like something that starts with a Z, but it's one syllable. They're like Zah. Come on! I'm like that was clearly not Zalbar. No, nope. incorrection. <laughs> Disproved. Your, your perfect ears have missed the missed the glory of the Easter egg. These people. So, um, dude, I'm triggered yeah, so by I that. Saw That's it by myself. I was able to write these things down. I do have. Let's just call it eight. Eight little notes here. So I'm excited <laughs> to get into this. Um. So start with number eight. So, it, you know how in the original trilogy especially, each movie kind of had a color scheme. Yeah. Where may, well, I guess episode four might be like a sand, I guess maybe Tatooine color. Maybe like a, a tone. Maybe like, maybe, well, I'm, I'm kind of thinking like black because they, they spent a lot of time in the Death Star. And even the Falcon's kind of darky, dark. I don't know. Um, but... Episode five was clearly white because of the very snow. Darky, and very episode whitey, six, very lighty. Episode six was clearly green. <laughs> so I was kind of looking for a color in this, but it popped out so many times. Blue was clearly the color of Solo. Every time they were in the Falcon, they had blue. Like it was almost like a blue filter on their face. The entire Corellia, everything yep. was blue. Yep. Um. So I I thought that was super interesting. <laughs> That I could, I watched the movie if, and really didn't get that the first time. But when I sat there and like looked for it, it was like right in my face. Like clearly everything's blue. Yeah, so. a lot of people are praising the cinematography, but like some theaters aren't showing it the right way, or their projectors Whoa, are old. Like they're maybe the projectors aren't top notch. Like they're old or something, or it's not optimized. And like people have complaining about the film is too dark. And that's because of the theater, not because of the film itself. Because the movie, like you just mentioned about like the whole color scheme and everything, it's getting praised for like the photography and everything. But some theaters just don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad um, you didn't notice that. Yeah, the blue co color scheme was... It was cool. Yeah. Because that's something that... Well, I think out of the other three movies that they've made under Disney, I, ha I haven't noticed a color scheme. Say Rogue One was like gray. I don't know. Maybe The Last Jedi was red. The Last Jedi was definitely red. Yeah. Maybe. See, I feel like <laughs> Solos was yellow. I feel like they usually match the marketing material to that. And all the Solo stuff was yellow and red. Mainly yellow. Last Jedi was definitely red. Rogue One was like black and green. No, Travis Dunn up here is lying over here. He said they must be bad theaters because Solo wasn't dark to me. That's Solo exact, was dark. That's exactly what I said. Solo was dark. Some of it was, but if it looked like it was too dark to make out what was happening on screen, it's because like the theater had a bad oh. screen or a bad projector or something. See? Oh, this is other something else that I think... <laughs> that's crazy. My mind's crazy. Uh, yes, it I is. I didn't write down, but... So, like, after, like, looking at these and rehashing my mind, remembered something that I was supposed to write down. So I better get it out now. So I was so surprised 
after watching it again to realize Han Solo was a stormtrooper for three fucking years. Yeah. Like it's a three year it jumps gap. through that so quickly, but it, it says three years later. And yep. you're like, what? So he spent time. Yeah. Mopar got, wasn't making got, shit up. He got trained. Yeah, he was he was fully trained, but he had some XP in, in this in the scheme of the entire movie it was like ten minutes and nothing was focused on the actual stormtroopers. Right. It was a focused on uh um what's his face's character? Beckett. Beckett. Sorry, I just now remembered Kira and I just remembered Dryden, but I can't remember fucking Beckett. Beckett. Um, so yeah, I thought that was huge. Three years. Yeah. Han has seen a fuck ton. Yeah, and being a new trooper, they like are throwing him on the shittiest jobs ever. Right. But that's something that I don't think we or I would have assumed uh, under Harrison Ford's solo. I would have never expected him to be a a soldier in a military for three years. Like he just doesn't have that mindset or I don't know. Boy, what do you think? (laughs) I just never expected. I would have said you would have been lying if someone said, oh, yeah. Well, he's a different person by then, I guess, is the justification for that. Um, but I love that he was actually in the army. And I wonder how much like flight training he got, too. Because when he went to sign up, he said he wanted to be a pilot in the first place. And then you, it flash forwards three years, and you see him in the fucking mud as a mud trooper. So, But no, it's but great. But they say I, he got kicked out, too, though, as a pilot. Oh, he does say that, yeah. So I wonder if he went there first, and they were like, get the fuck out of here. Get on oh, here we go. Uh, uh, Drangus up here. Apparently, the, <laughs> the deleted scene will show him in the flight academy. That'd be cool. Nice. I understand yeah. why they took that out, but that that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Cool addition. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Continuing rambling through this shit. Continuance. All right. So there was two things that I saw of why the Falcon meant so much to Han, to, to Han and to Lando. To Lando, yeah. So Han, it's small, but he does say it. He gets on it. The ship's a Corellian ship. Yeah. And his dad built them. Right. Yeah. So it's almost like, oh, yeah, my dad worked for Ford all these years. But he even says my dad probably built this ship. Right. Like, my, I don't even like my dad, but that's all I have left is like in remembrance of my family is. Right. He built the, the ship, ship for me. That's all I'm on right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool to make that like deeper connection that this means this is more than just a ship to him. This is like his history. This is yep. where he comes from. This is this is like a, a, a momentum. Yep. So um, memento. Memento is what I was looking for. Yes. Um, and then obviously on Lando's side, he never wants to give up the ship because the droid he was banging is uploaded into the Falcon. Yep. So, like, when we see him in five and he asks, how is my ship? That makes it mean so much fucking more. Yeah, it's like it was his second-hand droid for a long time, yeah. Exactly. It's like Luke losing R2, but having R2 uploaded into a starship. Obviously, Luke would want that fucking starship. Right. Yeah. No, I I love that, and it makes makes so much sense about how, like, 3PO is arguing with the ship. Because when he says that stuff in episode five, you're like, Wait, the ship has a personality? What are you talking about? And now it makes so much a more dialect. sense. Yeah, yeah. He said, most yeah, peculiar dialect. Dialect. Yeah. The droid that he was banging. Yeah, that's fucking... <laughs> All right, next well, point. I don't know if there was actual penetration. I didn't see that port on her. Um, 
It works. So what I, I got, okay, I'm, I'm jumping all over my list here. Solo's father built the Falcon means okay. Bakun blue color scheme. Next. Uh, Han's kiss with Kira was interrupted again. Every yeah. time Han kisses someone, it's always interrupted. I laugh my ass off. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming and I was just like, oh, this is going to be fucking hilarious. I well, forgot they, the- had, they had plenty of fucking make out scenes. So it gets interrupted once. No big deal. But it gets inter yeah gets right interrupted on the Falcon again and in fucking Lando's cloak closet. How ridiculous yeah. is that? Trying to bang on the cloak or his cape cape closet. Sorry. Uh, say uh, Chewie, one more time. So, uh, <laughs> let's see here. When when they land on Kessel to steal the what's the fucking fuel? Coaxium. Coaxium. Is that made up for just this movie? Good question. Let me turn to Google. Because I feel like I've never heard that before. Let's see if I can look this up before Shinobi says it. Uh-oh. Here we go. Time. Time's... And I have like time. a five to ten second uh, lead time because there's a delay in the stream. As always... Oh, found it. Powerful Google. Coaxium is... a hyperfuel... A rare form of hypermatter and type of inex- or type of expensive starship fuel mined on Kessel. And if you notice, actually, at the very beginning, they do say in the little crawl that isn't a crawl. Um, I love that, by the way. I actually, I, I actually absolutely love it. it again. I hate it. I loved it. The uh, it says when it mentions like the gangs are fighting over hyperfuel at the very beginning. So it must be so important at this like period of time for some reason. It's interesting to, that they all crystals are like a form of energy in the Star Wars universe because we got kyber crystals now, mm-hmm. lightsaber crystals. I feel like can be a lot of different things. Coaxium's a thing now. Like, yeah, it's he, interesting that they would do that. He just developed the lisp when he said lightsaber. Lightsaber, <laughs> lightsaber things are crystal. They're their thing. Crystal. There's a lot of crystals. <laughs> so, first, first appearance, uh, and the reason I looked it up, I totally fucking skipped over that. The first appearance was in Star Wars Commander. Which is one of those mobile games. Oh, so that means nothing. So like Wikipedia tells you exactly where it shows up and what the first one was. Everything is solo Star Wars story, Star Wars story, Star Wars story. First appearance was in Commander, that mobile game. And then it was also in the Battlefront 2 DLC. So somewhere in that DLC mission when Aiden's 70 or whatever. Hearts of Kaiba. What a terrible fucking game. Crystals. I don't want to get sidetracked. Continue. <laughs> Continuing on uh, the the so back to the Kessel when the plan was to put Han and Chewie back in the handcuffs and that was a big call out to the Death Star. We'll just put Chewie in handcuffs. He's a prisoner. Look at him, big, big jackass. Yeah, I thought it was funny. It was, it was a small little tidbit. This is the this is the fan. What am I trying to say? Fan service, fan service that I'm that I like. That doesn't I don't need interrupt it to be or like down my throat. With, yeah, and it doesn't interrupt or mess with like the actual story. If that wasn't yep. in there, it wouldn't affect anything. But it's cool that it is. Yeah, so it was a cool. It was a cool fan service kind of throwback, but it was just a little tidbit. It yeah. was an entire mission with all these fucking creatures that we've all seen before. No, it was just a small little thing. I thought it was nice. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I mentioned this on the Patreon call. 
uh, during the entire movie, I was laughing because all of the Star Wars uh, technology, especially in that age, is so, retro. so much like Fallout. Yeah, all the Fallout technology, where it's like futuristic but also old. Like all the screens, like flicker and you could barely they buzz and they. But also, they're running this fucking machine, Starfighter shit. Like, yeah, I love it. It's yeah. so cool. It's cool. They they keep to that style of the original. Yeah, yeah, and we see that in Rogue One as well. Right. Uh, a little bit, I guess. I was actually, I think maybe it was the um, the cinematographer guy was uh, talking about that while they were still shooting it and how it's like so rooted in that 70s feel, even though it's supposed to be like modern, crazy, advanced scientific shit. It looks and has that feel like it's retro or something. Yeah. Retro futuristic. That's kind of the boom. Boom. I like it. Continuing. Uh, the comedy of the droid rebellion. There was something about that that was like innocent. It was refreshing. It made sense because the character was cool. Yeah, but it was it was funny because it wasn't the Last Jedi humor forced down our throats. Let's. Uh, uh, I'll just. I'll wait. Can you hear me? Can I hear you? Can you listen? Well, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, it's like L three is over there just talking shit. And if you listen to it, it's funny. And if you don't listen to it, then you don't miss anything. Exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah, the little droid rebellion she puts on is fucking hilarious. Yeah. One of the droids was like a server droid. He just had a tray that was just banging control panels. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is fucking funny. Like, yeah, I don't care awesome. who you are. That's yeah. it is. So I, I thought it was refreshing, refreshing to hear that it wasn't like a spoken joke. It was like a funny scene rather right. than I'm having fun. My line is this now. Like, okay. Okay. Who wrote this? <laughs> you, apparently. Oh. <laughs> uh, so this what one else? I don't even I don't even understand so I'm not going to say it <laughs> you, the thing that you wrote down yourself you don't understand what is it <laughs> I was maybe, so I, maybe I can in interpret movie. I am fluent in five million forms of drunk asshole X not, not Mo, Mo Parkey Mo, Mo hey <laughs> Mo Parkey <laughs> that's your language we need to make up a Mo, whole Star Wars planet like where the Mopar come K? from Mo Parkey I spelled it with like a Q-U-I at the end Mo Parky. Because <laughs> uh, I, I wrote down Solo's extraction. And I think I was going to make a point, And then it like fixed itself in a later scene. So I was I, was, I wrote that down kind of as a reminder. His extraction of what? Of the coaxium. coaxium? On oh, Kessel. when he's yeah. moving that cart. Yeah. Oh, I think it was funny because in Battlefront 2, it takes an entire team to push that thing. Yeah. And he's like pushing it by himself halfway through the mine. I'm like, dude. And he's terrible you know at it. That yeah. is? He oh, needs yeah. Chewbacca to come help him out. Yeah. The other thing I was going to try to uh, say was wrong. When he first gets there and he picks up the first tube and puts it on, I think they say, good, now only 11 more. And then a later <laughs> scene, I see him pushing it. And I swear there was like six on there. <laughs> but I, I, I later was counting it. And I was like, okay, there is clearly 12. Of course. Oh. Only, only people like us would sit there and count however many tubes are on the cart. <laughs> See, make sure Ron any. Howard kept up with continuity. Yeah. Uh, I guess last but not least, this was actually one of the most interesting because I, I think this is open to interpretation. So Kira's killing of Dryden. She mentions something of a sort that she learns... A, Let's just call it like a martial art. Terrace costume. She learns. She, yeah. What is that? I think. Is it a. Well, here we go. Look it up. Because I think while I was in the film or in the movie, I she said it really quick. And yeah. I was like, I'm not sure what he said. 
she said. So I was trying to Google it and I couldn't find anything. I was Google trying to versus Shinobi. Well, we talked about it uh, maybe on last week's Patreon call or the week before. It, it first showed up in that terrible like Mortal Kombat Star Wars game. It was called Masters of Terrace um, but if you look it up on Wikipedia, it's actually a, a form of martial arts. It's a hand-to-hand combat. And I believe it was developed to be able to like disarm people that had a weapon that you didn't have a weapon. Okay. Um, uh, Travis I'm saying same fighting form that Darth Maul uses, which is very interesting because he's always armed. Well, I guess on the Wikipedia, it just says it's a form of hand-to-hand combat and that's it. Now, if I click on the Legends tab... Uh, oh, so it was developed for non-Jedi to fight against Jedi. Holy shit, that's sweet. Especially now that Travis Dunn has mentioned that Darth Maul uses it. That's fucking badass. That's so like, fucking awesome. Uh, the reason why I, I was interested in in her abilities is obviously with Maul saying basically we're going to be working together a lot more. I feel like she's been um, prepped to yeah, take getting, over Dryden's role. Yeah, kind of getting groomed, yeah. Yeah, groomed. So I thought that might be a very... So when 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 they're on Kessel and she gets locked in that room with L3 and then you just hear this fucking rumble and L3 goes, whoa. I was like, <laughs> dude, Kira's a fucking badass. Dude, like she's awesome. Walks in there by herself and just takes the motherfucker out. That's yeah. armed. Yeah, she's so fucking I was intense, I was man. just interested to see what her background was and what the actual martial art was. Yeah. So I, I that that adds so much. Yeah. Akira's I I love that her background or not background but her history. Yeah. Very clouded, very secretive. She's done things you should never even think about. Right, and Han's just the fucking happy-go-lucky. I've seen it all too. Like you, ha- you don't know shit, dude. <laughs> I love that he's like a blind, like half blind. He, he, yeah, he's kind of half blind. I've been there and done that. You have no clue what you're talking about, Han. But also, like, the he's entire very movie, like the, yeah. the entire movie, Kira was just staring at him, like, like you get lucky and you're good at what you do, but you really have no fucking clue. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on the Kira subject, what do you think <clears throat> about her ambitions to defeat Dryden and survive? Was that based more on her wanting to climb up the ranks or more based on her actually caring about Han? I don't think it's anything about Han. No? I think it's... I. Th- you don't think there can't be a mix? See, I think... Because like, if she didn't care about Han, she would just probably killed him, right? No, because Dryden needed him. No, I mean, by the end there, like, wouldn't she have just killed all of them? I think that's that's the thing. I, I don't think she, think she still need, I don't think she needed him. to. I don't think she needed to kill Han. I think she still cares about him, but she has bigger ambitions. And in this point in her life, she can't just like quit Crimson Dawn and go run off and be happy on Naboo or Glean Salm or whatever the fuck. Like she has to, she's she's ambitious and wants to keep rising through the ranks, but she still cares about Han Solo. But so it, it's kind of just victim of circumstance because Dryden was about to kill Han and then she jumps in. Did right. she jump in to save Han? Or was that the actual best advantage to jump I, in when he's not like... Both, I think. Oh, holy shit. How? Tell me about it. Kira actually kills Dryden? 
So sweet. So he's got those like single double. It's almost like single hand double blade. Double bladed daggers. Yeah. Double. Yeah. Double bladed daggers. And and he's going to stab her and cuts through her sword. And then she like twists. His dagger gets stuck in the sword. And then she uses his dagger to stab him. I was like, dude. Fucking sweet. That was fucking sweet. I thought, I don't know if he cut the sword in half. I thought the sword had like a notch. No, he like. On purpose. He cut into it because it was like melting. And then it gets kind of stuck and she twists and And uses the dagger that he, yeah. Oh my God. It was like, it became like an axe. And and that's how she killed him. Yeah, that was badass. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. I um I didn't catch that 100% closely. I could tell that it was split and for a second I just thought that it was like a notched sword or something for whatever reason. For that purpose maybe like to like grab an enemy's weapon and like lock it away from them. But I'll have to watch closely for that next time. That's awesome. Yeah, next time you watch it. She was crushing, anybody. dude. Crushing it. Yeah, she so was uh she's a badass. Um real quick Easter egg. Did you notice when they get off of the Falcon on Kessel and they're doing the ruse where like she owns them as slaves? She says that she works for the Federation of Trade Routes and something, something, something. No. It's like the new version of the fucking Trade Federation. Trade I have to assume, yeah. Like the Federation for Trade Routes and Commerce or some shit like that. Trade Federation. Trade Federation. Still around. We're right back where we started in 99. Invasion. That all leads back. 977, 99's where it all started. 77. Don't listen to those fucking haters telling you about the 70s. <laughs> Not worth it. So um yeah. any any change in thoughts or feelings or uh ratings or reactions after seeing it a second time? It's better the second time, don't you think? I think every Star Wars film is. Um That's true. I think I think they did their due diligence in adding small stuff, just like Rogue One. If you really pay attention, there's a lot of stuff in Rogue One and Episode 7. Now, Episode 8 is a transition film. It's a middle film. I don't expect them to like plant a lot of small things. But as these standalones, it, it's worth you viewing several times and paying attention to different things. Um, well, it's also because 8 is the, as far as the timeline goes, is the newest one. Like, Rogue One is right before four. It's immersed in that timeline. So there's a bunch of shit that you can already reference. Eight is kind of carving its own path forward because it's so far ahead. Right. Yes, I know what you mean. No, I I truly enjoyed it. Good. I don't know if it would move up or down on my scale. It won't move down, but I don't know if it moves up. Uh, uh, Last time I ranked him, I put put it pretty high, actually. You can put it like fifth. Fourth or fifth? Yeah, it. W- I think uh, mine was halfway. I like I like Rogue One better as a standalone. Um, I actually I think like I like Solo m- better as a standalone. See, I like I, I like the this is we're getting back to what we talked about last episode. Let's I repeat like ourselves. The big I like the big galaxy world galaxy world galaxy wide struggle, and this is kind of what's happening in it. I, I'm not a huge fan of the Marvel Universe. This entire film is about Solo. While it was, mm. I was enjoyed it, yeah. but it, it's it's a little different feel. I, uh, but I have nothing bad to say about it. It just there's other ones that I like better for sure. I feel it, man. I respect your opinion. That's great to hear. 
Man, I post I posted something on Instagram earlier today People just to pissed. weed out all the haters. So it was it was, a, it was a, the, like a uh, reasonable fucking post though. It wasn't like you're like fuck haters, get out of here. I know, but I, it's the true trash people that would comment on something like that. That's true because no, it's so I, like moderate and well balanced. <laughs> yes, yes. So what I posted, it's the goosebump thing. Yeah. So Commander's got it up there. Uh, it's the goosebump thing. It says it has a girl whispering in into a guy's ear. And then he's getting goosebumps. So what she says is, I don't absolutely love this new Star Wars films, but I am happy there are there is new enjoyable content because I'm a big Star Wars fan. So reasonable. So reasonable. And there's still people in there that just say, hell no. Uh, I liked Force Awakens, but The Last Jedi was a step too far. Like, you are trash, dude. <laughs> a step too far from what? What are you talking about? Just people don't get it. People don't get it. <laughs> oh, man. It's so silly. I don't get it. I care. I understand. And the amount of uh, sarcasm that goes over people's heads just has me enthused on a daily basis. Yeah. Enthused. Good, good post. And rafted. <sighs> Fallout 4. What's going on? That's not a word. So final thoughts. Solo, we're all done. It's still in the middle of my pack. Great movie. Go see it again. I can't wait till it comes out on DVD or whatever you want to call it. Digital or whatever. Blu-ray. Blunt Ray. Mary Sue Ray. Red Ray. <laughs> uh, Solo's great. It moved up in my rankings at the second viewing. I think it will continue to get better. I'm very happy that we finally have the first Star Wars like feature film that isn't galaxy-wide Jedi, Sith, Skywalker, everything. It has some touches of that, but it's so focused on like the underground and the criminal gangs and Solo himself. I thought it was perfectly balanced. Um, the I, one thing I didn't get into, yeah. just uh, as a quick thing, yeah. is the soundtrack. I didn't, I didn't absolutely love it, but there was nothing in there that I was like, "What the fuck are they playing?" So I, I think it, it meshed well, but I do think, in the grand scheme of Star Wars, it was maybe lacking a little because I, it didn't jump out to me. But that's that's crazy to say because it doesn't live up to the best <laughs> thing ever. So, come yeah, on. for me, soundtracks are always like it should never. Like, I almost want to say that for a soundtrack, you shouldn't notice it. Like, it should be so perfectly synced with the movie that it puts you in the moment and you're not even noticing what the music is because it just has you, like, put right there in place with the movie. So it's hard to judge that. that. Like, sometimes I'm not sitting there, like, thinking, like, oh, my God, the score is so good right now. It's, like, on John Williams' level. So it's not, like, it's not bad by any means. But Williams right. is just and maybe, maybe it's just because there wasn't like a grand scale battle or a grand scale struggle. It was all kind of interpersonal and one on one or maybe a handful of people. Right. So there wasn't a, a, any need for a crazy epic like song or whatever score you want to call it. But I was uh, getting chills like during the castle run when some of those notes of like Han going through the asteroid field and Empire Strike Back uh, came back. Like little quotes like that or like. Right when they get into the storm and the uh, Star Destroyer shows up, it throws in that quote from uh, A New Hope. I'm not going to sing it because I would butcher it. But there's some throwbacks right there that like put you right in the sink. That's not it at all. <laughs> right in the uh, not in, right in the sink. What the fuck does that mean? Right in the uh, right in sync with what's happening. So I do have I do have an issue. What's the issue? Small small little tidbit that I watched it twice and I was like, I still have no fucking clue what you're doing. What? Solo during the Kessel run 
it, they run into that Star Destroyer blockade. They send out the TIE fighters. Shit, yeah. we got to run. Let's run through the goddamn mist. Craziness. All fun and games. And then he's got that one he can't shake. The blaster or whatever, the gun position has been... It's broke again. Always broke. Yeah, always. Gets locked. Out of order. Fuck. So, <laughs> so the little maneuver that he says, oh, my friend did this maneuver once before he crashed and wrecked it and he never r- raced again. Yeah. So let me let me walk you through his okay fucking crazy maneuver. He says, Chewie, put down the landing gear. Chewie does. So what does he do? He smacks the ground, breaks the landing gear, <laughs> and turns turns the ship around. And I did notice that. He literally does nothing. The TIE fighter should literally just be like following him slowly behind. He, he like turns the ship around, looks at the TIE fighter, doesn't do anything, and then like flies off. I was like, I don't what? remember. Did it? He didn't shoot. He didn't do anything because what ended up happening was the TIE fighter ran into something. And I was like, why? What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to see it again in like in context. I I watched it. Is it just one I, of those things where like you're like chasing each other and like one person just like slams on the brakes and the other one like goes way far forward? Maybe I don't know. Oh, okay, so Keegan here is smarter than Keegan, us. He says it was uh, to bring up dust, so a tie fighter couldn't see. I maybe that's, that's terrible. Maybe maybe you're right. I don't know. I just didn't see it. It didn't make sense to me. I and I was that. looking I was looking for it the second time because I noticed it the first time and I was like, what the fuck? So it's my second viewing. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this in detail because the first time it right. didn't make any sense. Right. I still didn't get it. I think it's important to bring up the fact that it's hard to find something to dislike about this movie. Whereas with every other Star Wars movie, I know with the first viewing... There's these three or four things that I have an issue with. Solo, was, I watched it. I've seen it twice now. And it's like, man, what did I... Like, I feel like I I shouldn't actively look for something to dislike. Like, if it doesn't pop in my head, that's a that's a good thing. Well, you want, you want to do a shit round? On Solo? Yeah. Not really. I was going to say, because I can. Because I'm a Star Wars fan. I can. Let's do a... You know what we should do? I've been saying this for a while. I just don't have video editing chops. But I would like to make a red letter media style like review just about the originals and like break it down and shit on it like they did for the prequels, but do it for the originals because you definitely could. It would just take, you know, some skill, oh, yeah. which I don't have. Uh, Keegan's, Keegan's dropping Matt knowledge Keegan's about this There tie. was a quick, a quick shot from the TIE fighter cockpit getting covered. Uh, okay. He said he missed it the first viewing. Get the fuck out of here. It's a different Australian special cut. We didn't see that. Yeah. What kind of smokescreen <laughs> fucking bullshit? Smokescreen Moparky. Moparky. All right. I'll take you at your word, which isn't very good. Uh, so. <laughs> Can't be trusted. I mean. I'm happy with it. Great movie. I agree. Three out of if three. If you want to shit on it, uh, if you want to shit on it, I could probably quickly bring up three things. I probably could, but I don't want to. Because there was a space octopus. Mobar. It had it had one thousand limbs, and it was bigger <laughs> than the galaxy. And like, okay, Mopar, is that D- Disney's paying us to like the movies, not to shit on them? Well, they will Don't shut forget. this. To... 
communication Guys. disruption can mean only one thing. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> uh, we should so start doing that, of... by the way. And I, I shouldn't say this live on air, but I'm going to because I'll forget. Because now all you guys are going to know about it. But we should just like... No, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. <laughs> just look out for we it. Should just, just look out uh, for it. I want it to be a surprise, we should do... but I also don't want to forget. So We should make like a big surprise thing, but leave uh, like a, a heavy suspense. What do you mean? A big surprise thing. What do you mean? Nah, never mind. <laughs> Lefty in suspense. Commander. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not triggered happy. At all. <laughs> so what's happening in Fallout? Let's walk through it. I just started today. I saw like you when, when, you, when you're doing books. I, I just got it. I literally turned it on and then I turned it off. That's all I know. <laughs> I started Fallout 4 today. Um, let's talk about why. First of all, it's a great game and I've been wanting to play it, but I've been getting more pissed at Battlefront and I actually uninstalled it because I was just, I want to take a break from it. So I uninstalled it because every time I got online to stream, I just ended up playing Battlefront instead so we could do multiplayer. So I knew that if I, I would always just keep going back to that instead of starting a single player game because I haven't played a single player in a while. Um, but no, I started up Fallout 4. Pretty cool stuff. Um, it was nice to like create a character from scratch again. I haven't done that in a while. Pick my stats. There's a lot of customization stuff. in that game. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I didn't go two balls deep with the um, with like the face customization, but it was cool that you could just like pick an area of your face and move it around like Mario instead of having to like adjust like <laughs> levers back and forth. Yeah. So it was interesting. Graphics are good. All the interface is good. Conversation, everything. Uh, I love that they have the choose your like reaction kind of thing like Mass Effect does instead of having like literal lines the, of dialogue. Yeah. The entire line of what you're going to say. Yeah. Stuff like, like that. It'll just say agree. And then your character will say an entire sentence of you agreeing with the, yeah. Yeah, and they speak it all out, which is really cool, unlike Fallout 3. Because that's the only other out. one I've played is Fallout 3. So, um, no, good impressions all around so far. Um, I got through, like, the beginning part, down the vault, escaped the vault, and then saw the first uh, reaction. Not the first reaction. First, uh, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? First run in with the, with the Minutemen inside of that yeah. church. Killed the raiders, got the power armor, got the minigun, fucked people up, killed the death claw, and then I saved it. And that's as far as I am so far. So yeah, you you basically just got through the tutorial um, thing, yeah. tutorial because that's what that set up as. Uh that game. So why I like that game? We talked about the the technology being like old, ancient, but also futuristic. That's so cool. Speaking and of, it's ingrained. It's ingrained in it so much that every little thing. Your Pip Boy, old but futuristic, and you can fucking fast travel. It's all cool. Yeah. Go. I was gonna say. Speaking of, I. I'm not huge into the Fallout lore other than Fallout 3. So I just learned why all that 50s stuff is so popular and so and still around after the Fallout. It's because it's like an alternate timeline. Once you hit, like once the US hit World War II, this is like yeah. an alternate dimension, kind of like what they did with Wolfenstein, um, which is cool, which I had, I had no idea of. So basically, as soon as World War II hits, they take all the power from the, um, what do you call it? Nuclear? Nuclear? Is that it? Nuclear. Nuclear. Take all the power from the nuclear. nuclear. <laughs> I didn't know what the fucking word was. I'm trying to think of it. But all the power that they... Atomic power. There we go. Boom. 
and they apply it to like technology and they advance crazy, crazy fast. And they stick in that like fifties and sixties, uh, style, which was pretty interesting. Cause in fallout three, you just kind of dropped in and it's already after the fallout. You don't have any like previous info of what happened to cause the war in the first place. So it was cool to see that in fallout four, uh, just starting off. I had no idea ahead of time. So it's cool. Now I know it's like an alternate timeline helps put yeah. me in the zone. In the zone, ready to go, hard as a rock. That's how I play. That's the only way I play. Fallout Four. It's the only way to shuffle the cards. Full on robot chub. <laughs> uh, I really, I really, really enjoy those those games. Uh, part of the reason why is because there's every corner, every fucking corner, every hill, every bush you pass, there's an enemy, and they're all different. It'll be a ghoul attacking. It'll be a fucking death claw. It'll be a mutated animal. It'll be a bug. It'll be a raider. It'll be a mutant. It'll be an enemy you make during the game based on your decisions. Yeah. It'll be a fucking sea creature. Like everything <laughs> in the entire wasteland is trying to kill you. And I absolutely love it. The robots. Every after fucking robots are out just on like murder mode. And they're <laughs> running around just shooting shit. Murder things. <laughs> murder much more uh, and I really really love so I love the variety of enemies but I also love the variety of guns it could be a plasma it could be a laser it could be a shotgun it could be a fucking stick there's there, I picked up it was said glowing stick and it like plus 15% paralyzation or some shit <laughs> I fucking love it. I love That's it. It's never so been cool. A stat in a game plus fifteen paralyzation. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I but, love it. Uh, I do like the variety and what you yeah. can do in that game, dude. It adds a whole town building aspect. I had to build power generators to power lights to power turrets in the in the city that I built. I'm looking forward I, to that, dude. It's so cool. And the crazy thing is, I built all that. And because I'm never there, I never get to use it. But if I spent more time in my area, I'm sure it's called the sanctuary. Uh, but I'm sure I'll get attacked and death claws will come flying in and everything. Yeah. Um, it's it's just I love it. I don't know yeah. what it is. I really love it's on it's on equal. I think to, to Skyrim for me. Really? Because I play I play Skyrim. I I had it over it over Skyrim for the longest time. Skyrim is is just they're so different. They're both open world. They're similar and different. Sky yeah. Skyrim's very. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird, but it's very life based. It's animals and plants and dragons, and there's a lot of life. Fallout's very technology based, and but in a way life. that in a way that technology actually fucked up the animal life, right? And every, I mean, it's it's so cool. I I, I love them both. But Fallout 4 is so immersive. And maybe that's just kind of the the one downfall of uh, uh, Skyrim is because it's how many years old already. If they had a new, brand new Skyrim, it'd probably... I'm yeah. assuming it'd be more immersive, more shit going on. Well, and even the update... One. Even the update that they they brought, it was they added some things. I think it's just because oh, I had... like the I, Legendary Edition with the mods and everything. Yeah, yeah, the mods. And I didn't have the DLC originally, so that added a lot to, a lot to it. Lust is this? Yeah, I think uh, I love Fallout 4 the, is. Sorry, go ahead. I would say I love the setting of Skyrim 
and Elder Scrolls in general way better. I never disliked Fallout, but I never just got as obsessed with it as I did with uh, Elder Scrolls. I think I finished the campaign of three, but I honestly can't remember because we were playing that because I was I was living with uh, Butterclone back then and he picked it up like he we went together to get it from GameStop when it came out because he had been following it and he knew all about it. And I was clueless. And I was like, what the fuck is this game about like nuclear wasteland? That sounds boring as hell. Uh, and then we fell in love with it and played it like obsessively for a few months. I don't remember if I actually beat the campaign or not. Like that's like I, I enjoyed it and I was like into it for a little bit, but I wasn't obsessed like Skyrim. We played nonstop for like four years straight, man. Um, but yeah. I, don't know, I just I just like the fantasy setting of Elder Scrolls way better. Yeah, I think I think I di- I disagree. I don't know why. <laughs> you can you, yeah, you can't but, disagree uh, that I, I like I, the fantasy setting <clears throat> better. See, I, I like I like the landscape and. So uh, I don't know. I, I like closure. the landscape of Skyrim better because it's man, you have rivers and shit, and there's yeah, yeah. mountains and, and waterfalls and butterflies and all this shit. So it's cool. Yeah. Like when you're walking around, you just see stuff, and you're like, "Wow, that's actually right. pretty fucking cool." Right. But in a wasteland, like there's no snow. It's just fuck. You got green water that's poisoning you. <laughs> fuck that. Now I haven't gotten too far into four, and I can guarantee that the world is much more rich than it was for Fallout Three because that was that oh. game is. 2008, 2009, I think. So I'm sure it's like the world itself is much more diverse and everything. So I'm sure I will have a different opinion on it as I go through this one. But uh, yeah, and it's cool because there's like a whole underground map too. Oh shit! Nice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like you'll go into something, and then all of a sudden there'll just be a door, and you'll be under the city, and you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" There'll be ghouls and goblins down there, and. Spider-Man and shit. Those mods that they were talking about during the Patreon call sound fucking tasty. See, I'm not a big mod person because I just like to play the game as it was set up. But if it adds... Dude, the one that Brian showed us where it was like a scary Fallout You sound like an original trilogy fan. Fucking purist. Yeah. Don't touch... Don't touch it. Don't don't mess with stuff. (laughs) Don't make it better. So... (laughs) Yeah, I I can't say anything. I'm not done with it. And I, it's almost like I accidentally came across the main quest. I hate calling it a quest. Main mission. Um, quest thing. Quest mission. It's Lord of the Rings quote you wouldn't understand. Job. So. <laughs> Wait, you haven't beat it at all? I thought you beat it. Like when, you, no. when it first came out, I thought you played it I spent all the way through. so many fucking hours on it and I never got through it because it's so... It's just like Fall or Fall. It's just like Skyrim, where you could play the game endlessly without doing the main quest. Yeah. And even if you do the main quest, you could still play it endless, endlessly. So let's just sit back and acknowledge how awesome Bethesda is. Like the the way that they make their games is fantastic, and the fact that you can put three hundred hours into a game and not beat it is fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, and I think that's. It's all good. It's all good. I enjoy it. It's cool. I'm excited for you to actually get into it. Pay attention yep. to the weather because that's the fucking coolest thing. When it first happened, I like got goosebumps. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> and I think I was on live with, or Pat was like, oh, I think I, I was living with Pat when it happened. And he was laughing. He's like, oh, thunderstorm, huh? I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking terrifying. It's so cool. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear it on the surround sound headphones, too. Um, Do it. Turn it up. One thing I will say 
it is way easier to get into it. I feel like when we Fallout 3 at the very beginning of the game, all you had was that 10 mil pistol and like a terrible rifle. And you were kind of stuck with those for a while. This one, by the time you get, by the time you go through the whole Minuteman thing and get the power armor, you have like six or seven different types of guns and a whole bunch of different armor that you can totally like look uh, whatever way you want and find whichever kind of gun style you like, if you like the rifles or the pistols or whatever. So it's way more welcoming to like get started early on, which is nice. Yeah. Because I feel like we were talking about... The the tutorial is only like 15, 20 minutes if you run through it real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I know you were talking about... But the tutorial is even fun because you grab a fucking minigun and go at it. That's cool. Yeah, that was crazy, man. I didn't expect that to happen so early on. I know TDOT talked about it when he was on, uh, but I didn't expect it to like... The power armor is here, and now you can continue using it every time you have a power cell. I was like, well, Jesus. You couldn't get that to like 25 hours in in Fallout 3. Right. I do have to say, I wish they made an open world Fallout 3 because I do like the DC. I like running around like killing mutants next to the Washington Monument because that's fucking badass. <laughs> uh, but I also really, really enjoy playing it in Boston. Because you have the whole harbor aspect of it, and that's fu- it adds Ooh, so much. Yeah, there's a lot of police department kind of ingrained into the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's different police department factions and locations, and it's so cool. Um, as well as like the subway, like it's a major city, so you can get into the subways and that sort of thing. Right. Sounds uh, sweet. It's yeah, it's cool. It's really, it's just fun. Yeah, so ever since uh, E3 and the Fallout 76 news, I've been, I bought this Fallout 4 Game of the Year edition with all the DLC and everything. I've just been waiting to play it. So I'm glad I started. Uh, and I'm, it'll be good to get through this from now until November, until Fallout 76 comes out. Um, and we have started doing a lot more live streams of video games besides the episodes as well. So make sure you are checking out the YouTube and checking out the Twitch. We will be, uh, Streaming that, and I guess I'll mainly be playing Fallout 4, and then uh, Tommy Boy and the whole the House of Goons over there on Summit Street got me to get Overwatch today, too. So I started fucking around with Overwatch. Great. It's weird. <laughs> I think I like it, but it's weird. It feels like Destiny and Halo and kind of shit, which I haven't I'm played so- for a long time. So uh, This new Star Wars game that was released for E3... The information. This better be fucking good because if it's not, we can, they need yeah, we to, can, They need this. Disney needs to do something with EA. Like, cut the contract up or something. Because if they if they fuck around with a third game and they fuck it up, that's not good. Do you want to talk about the roadmap and everything? Road, what say it? What roadmaps? Did you, did not send that to you? I thought I did. What was it? So. um at E3, they announced you know all the new shit that they were going to do to fix the game that they fucked up. It's been out for almost a year. Um, they were planning on releasing what they call a roadmap, which just shows you like all the DLC that's that's popping up. Um, let's see if I can send it to you. Let's see if I can put it here. Copy image address. Boom. Uh, so people were waiting for this, waiting, waiting, waiting ever since E3 started, and they just released this on Friday. Um, it's kind of frustrating. Frustrating. Very frustrating. So what we and a lot of other people understood from the E3 thing was that we're going to get... First of all, they said summer. Unless I misheard something blatantly. They said summer. And 
They said Obi-Wan, Grievous, Dooku, and Anakin, and they did not mention that they would be coming separately. And they also mentioned Geonosis. So when we finally get this roadmap thing here, it says July. Okay, so there's Hero Starfighters. There's some extra shit coming, some more skins, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Heroes can turn their lightsabers on and off in battle. Why? And then August, clone trooper appearances, emotes. Okay, great. Nothing... Substantial Emotes are so stupid. That's all of August. Is you're going to give me a you got it? Yeah, Great. exactly. Well, if I could do this with Lando, I think it'd be worth it. Um, fall, Obi Wan and Grievous, new large scale mode, which I'm assuming is going to be conquest. They teased it, but they didn't say it's going to be conquest. And then more appearances and the squad system. Squad system finally coming in the fall. Finally. A year, and then, year and a half after they released the goddamn game. And then in winter, we get Anakin and Dooku, and we get Geonosis. One map in a year. One new map in 12 months. Well, that's not completely true. We got Jabba's Palace and uh, Kessel. I lied about that. <laughs> Three new maps in a year. Yeah, it's just crazy, man. Like I, We've complained about the game when it came out. I kind of took a break. We got back into it like a month ago and it's, it was going okay. And I try to be like, I'm not going to not shit on the game because it has obvious issues, but I was trying to be optimistic about the devs. Like some of the developers seem like they're really trying to make the game good, but they're just held up by EA being corporate bullshit that keep pushing stuff back or not approving stuff or whatever. So like I'm, I'm sympathetic that these guys are trying to make a good Star Wars game and they're Star Wars fans, but it's just one thing after another, just they promise this and they get pushed back like three months or it doesn't come through at all. It's just one thing after another. It's just fucking obnoxious. Geonosis in winter. Oh, man. And not to mention, like, you can't even get to all the maps at all the times or all the game modes at all time. Because Dude, they like don't even get me started. They only let you play certain <laughs> things at certain times, which is so fucking obnoxious. We played Endor three out of the four goddamn times today. I was just done. Endor with Endor has been on the map shuffle since the game came out. I'm always on Endor. It's fucking obnoxious. It's just I don't know. It's just frustrating. I think I'm. It's I very weird it. because it's it's like a every other week thing. We played. Probably for a couple hours today, I didn't see Star Killer once. I didn't. See, I didn't see a uh, crate once. Usually, I'm yeah. stuck on crate half the fucking time. Yeah. I didn't see Tekadana. I didn't see Hoth. I didn't see. It was. It was every jungle map, except for Ta- it was Endor. And Yavin. And, uh, and Yavin over and fucking over. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's just weird that like they only allow certain maps in the rotation at certain times. I don't, I don't know why you would just wouldn't have all of them available. I've, that's the first time I've ever heard of a game doing that. It's like the devs are going to activate and deactivate certain maps at certain times. Just seems weird. Oh, why? Yeah, why? Uh, to change up like how many, how often you get to certain maps, I guess. I don't know. Well, just let me choose the goddamn map and I'll change. I'll, it'll change every fucking time. Yeah. So what we're looking at is like the game will have been out a year this November and we'll have gotten six new heroes total that weren't available at launch and four new maps that weren't available at launch. I don't know. When you, when you look at games like Fortnite that are giving, that are putting out new content every week, new skins and stuff like that every week. It's just, I don't know. It just, just falls short and it's unfortunate. 
<sighs> done with battle Battlefront talk right now. I'll still play it. I enjoy it. It's fun. I mean, the, we played, I think, five rounds today. And three of them came to uh, overtime. And we were down, like, we had to take it over. And it, we did. But it was like an added 20 minutes of just, oh, my God, someone get in the area. We're, we're fucking losing it. And then, oh, uh, it, it, it was fun. And it all happened in one room. There was there's lightsabers flying all over the fucking place and people dying. It can be fun. No doubt about that, eh? Yeah, it can be I, fun. It's just when you go back and play like multiplayer games that are balanced and smooth and have easy matchmaking, it just it really just starts to open up your eyes to how bad Battlefront can be. So um, it is fun, but I'm taking a break from it, playing some other shit. I think your mistake was you kept doing heroes versus villains. Man, I just well, always do galactic assault and I just love it. <laughs> it's just really tough when you have to play as a team and no one's playing as a team. It just gets annoying. Because like I'll play the 2v2 heroes and do perfectly fine and then switch to the 4v4 with a group or with, with some randos and it's a completely different experience because no everyone's like off on their own doing random shit. Well, once you get attention. killed, you, you get spawned on the furthest point, and then by the time you get back, you're already fucked. So I think yeah, the spawn it's, points it's all are against, rough, too. Well, the spawn points are all over the fucking place. Fucking but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I could If I default to Galactic Assault, I always have fun. Because it, you can change the course of a battle in that grand scheme of... Because that can be a long game. That could be an hour-long game. So, like, you could start off really bad, lose 75 people, but still take the point and move on to the next one. Now you get an, now you get another 50, right. and you could really start rolling, and then you could get potentially back up to 100. It's possible. So, maybe. I care. Oh, buddy boy. So, we'll see. We'll see if I like Overwatch, but definitely excited about Fallout 4. Uh, and I've actually been I'm not craving. spending any more money on these fucking multiplayer games. Overwatch, PUBG, Fall out, fuck night. I can't handle Fall out, fuck night. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I have been having the itch to play uh, Forza. I kind of feel like I should wait without buying anything new because Forza, the Horizon 4 comes out in uh, October, I think. But I haven't played one of the regular Forza games in quite a while and I've been having kind of a, a craving to go back and do that. I don't know. Nicole Serrano, welcome. Did you miss anything she asked, good? Did I miss anything good? Shinobi says, no, not really. <laughs> hey, now. Nah. Oh, buddy. Nah. What'd you miss? <laughs> Check us. So we'll see, man. But I am, uh, like I said a few episodes ago, as I repeat myself, you basically could just listen to one episode of the show and understand what the last 150 episodes actually sound like. <laughs> Battlefront's uh, okay, but, like but I'm, I said, I'm, at it. I'm glad that I'm back in gaming mode because I was out of it for a while, so it's good that I'm kind of excited about games and shit. Um, yeah. Boom. Yeah, jumped onto StarCraft. It was fun. Uh, oh, nice. I don't know. What? I don't think you've uh, talked about StarCraft. I saw you post a, a pic in the group chat. I just didn't know if you were going balls deep. Uh, I mean, that's kind of my fall, too. It's such an old game. I have it on my work computer, too, uh, and they revamped it. So nice. if I'm out on the road, I'm not. Yeah, I want to play something. You know, I don't bring my Xbox with me. So, uh, well, one, well, one, because 
going to West Virginia. You saw yeah, how that worked out for Dane and his Wi-Fi. Woo! Oh, poor Dane. Um, no, I really truly enjoy StarCraft. It's such a simple and unique game all at the same time. I would recommend it for anybody who likes Age of Empires. It's it's the same thing, but with only three options of people. It's, it's aliens. Factions, uh, yeah. But they, yeah, for three different factions, but it's, it makes so much sense. The strongest faction, but they can't fly. The the quickest spawning people, but they're not that strong. Like, it, it makes the, the triangle of power in that fucking game makes so much sense. Oh, my God. Everybody's got an advantage, and you've got to play to your advantage or you're going to lose. So it's cool. That's what um, intrigued me. So Butterclone and Zach and Tommy Boy said get Overwatch, and I watched some videos first. And that's what intrigued me. It's by Blizzard. It's the same uh, developers. And they were like, it's the most, like the biggest, most complicated game of rock, paper, scissors ever. Yeah. Because, and exactly what you just described, that must be like one of their things is like, there's like 25 characters, but they're all like some of them are all balanced so well. Some people yeah. are obviously tanks, but they can't move fast, but whatever. So that was interesting. It's good to see that they have things balanced like that. So that intrigued well, me. Well, you, you just, I hate the super, the Superman. Like you can yeah. do everything. I can fly. I can, I can go through things. I can see through. I'm also the smartest person ever. Well, come on, man. How am I supposed to? <laughs> come on. That's like, like Pal- being Pal- odd Palpatine? job in 007. You're cheating. Or like Palpatine in Battlefront. Or Palpatine in Battlefront. Dude, he killed me through walls. I wasn't even in the same room. And it said, oh, you got killed by chain lightning. Dude, he's His lightning three, he's goes three everywhere. Of- and he can nonstop just jump up and down. He's just floating. And like the lightning auto locks onto everything. So he is just floating up and down. Impossible to hit. Worse than Boba <laughs> Fett. And just shocking everything in sight. Yeah, it is. It is. There's large parts of that game that are just like, dude, why? Yeah. Am I playing this? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anything else going on, man? Mm. Just sound like a phone vibrating on a table. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, nothing major, actually. This might be a a short, a shorty. Can we? We can't. Make? No. A phone notification vibration where it goes, Uh, <laughs> probably instead yeah, of having can, it actually like you yeah, can sound. Uh, customize the vibration pattern on uh, on the phone man I'm gonna have to check that out I'm gonna have to download that alarm though because that's a great ringtone I can't believe I haven't done that before yeah or a beer it's open. a good one we should do that I should pull a few uh, little text tones and let our patrons download them fuck Oh, I got a text. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's in the church middle of church or something. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking goddamn Star Wars. Fuck Yoda. Fall the swarm. All right, guys. Yeah, I think we're going to wrap this up. Uh, beer review. Mine was the Sea Quench Ale Session Sour. Uh, it was a two out of three. I was actually very happy with it. Dogfish Head. Uh, I still... It, uh, what are black limes? Are they a part of Fallout? Are they fucking engineered belligerents? Never heard of black beat, lime. I'm gonna see if I can beat Shinobi again. Black limes. Black lime. Yeah, they're just uh, they're like key limes, and they are just as the name suggests, black. How weird! 
They're just they black. look kind of brown. They kind of look brownish, but oh, the juice inside's black. Whoa, that's cool. Fuck all that, man. It's like some Star Wars shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So two out of three, I was very happy with it. Uh, it wasn't perfect because it's a sour, so it is what sour it is. Ain't perfect, but uh, very well blended and nice. not too sour. Not too sour. There's always that uh, that thing. Jenny's Elixir from Langrant Hibiscus Pale Ale. It was okay. Interesting flavor. Not really for me. I wasn't really digging it. Just kind of random and it just didn't quench my thirst or I don't know. It just didn't sit well with me. But you might like it. Uh, I also, that when, when you, it's called the Elixir. That makes me think of what's that musical with Johnny Depp? It's a, it's a, it's his name. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. I've never because, seen it. Uh, oh, it's actually really fucking funny. It's really That's what cool. I've heard. Uh, and it's Shadows of Shadows. Everybody knows Tim Burton. <laughs> uh, but there is a part where there's a like a street vendor who's selling. It's called the Elixir, and he's like, it does everything. You put it on your hair, and it'll give you. A, you put it on your bald head, it'll give you hair. You'll drink it. It'll it'll fix it. Put toxins, on your balls, all this shit. You get a vagina. Yeah, you put it on you. Ooh, you dangle it. <laughs> uh, but uh, he. Johnny Depp's character grabs it. Sweeney Todd grabs it and looks at it. And he goes, it's just like yellow. He's like, this looks like piss. And then he smells it. This smells like piss. And the guy keeps going on. He's like, this is piss. <laughs> what are you trying to sell over here? So when you uh, when you show the elixir beer, that's the first should, thing I thought of. This we is should piss. do a serious beer review for like Bush Light and just do that. It, it smells similar to like, you know, when you haven't, when you're really dehydrated and you take a really dark pee and it has that weird, really weird smell. It smells something along those lines. It's pretty much that in a can with carbonation. Pretty pungent of the snow buds. Ooh. 